0: And we got tyranny, lots and lots and lots of tyranny, folks, uh, all coming from one single source—the eighth beast of the Book of Revelation, otherwise known as the House of Rothschild banking family, which controls the United Nations, America, Europe, uh, European Union, and just about everything else in the world that isn't nailed down. <laughs> they, they want to c- control and have power over us. Wow, that's what I call tyranny, Michael. How are you doing this morning? I'm
1: doing uh, very good, and thank you. I totally agree with you. The tyranny that you're describing, it is everywhere. For everybody that has his eyes open, see that is outward tyranny. But I see some rebelliousness from your your state in America. You're rebelling against those COVID nonsense regulations. I see many of you are, are disbanding this, would you say, face mask relations, and it's pretty many. Texas, among other, I've seen. Yes, so yeah. Not- that's very good, very enlightening to
0: see. Yeah, and uh, several states, uh, you know, like South Dakota, have never had a ban, uh, you know, a face mask decree uh, around the country. Well, Florida uh, uh, repealed it, and uh, around the country, and I haven't been doing much traveling this past year, but where I, when I have traveled into smaller towns... Uh, you don't have to wear a face mask in the, the small businesses. It's just the corporate businesses that require you to wear a face mask. So, to hell with them, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll go. I'll go to the little Polish deli instead of the, a Walmart or, or a place like that. So yeah, it the is. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, but you can't go to delis
0: and eat pork.
1: So you <laughs> need
0: to be careful. <laughs> Well, especially, well, yeah. The, yeah, the the Polish delis, especially, they're loaded with pork, so you have to yeah. be careful, <laughs> but they do have turkey <laughs> next to the pork, hopefully it's not too close to the pork, but yeah, that, that, that's the kind of, but the same is through a Walmart, right, I mean, the, the pork is just rolling off the shelves, so... Uh, you have to be careful wherever you go to have a, a biblical diet to, to really, and everything, there's so much GMO, right? But the one thing I found out about the, the local uh, grocery stores, w- whether they're Polish, German, Mexican, or what have you, the produce is really fresh, and it's actually uh, cheaper, Than at Walmart and Jewel and the big store so you can get some really good deals like avocados, you know, five for three bucks, you know, at a local grocery store. You know, you can't get a deal like that at Walmart. Anyway, so that's the good part of maybe, but generally prices have been going up like crazy uh, the uh, like a twelve pack of Coke today costs what a twenty four pack used to cost about five six years ago, so prices have doubled. We are experiencing inflation. Have you noticed anything like that in Sweden? I'm thinking about it, but I haven't really. I the the stuff
1: I buy, I don't see. Uh, well, of course, it's prices maybe are increasing. But you say Coke. Well, I don't drink like Coke because it's those uh, edamite. And- it's my poison, I, I, right? I, no, I don't want to drink. Them. And by the, by the way, Eli, I was a bit late. I need to get my coffee. I'll be right oh, back in three okay. minutes.
0: Oh, okay. All right, yes. very good. Okay, so what I'm going to do? Uh, first of all, I'm going to put the link to the article. Revelation unfolded into the chat room, and we're going to also. Uh, oh, come on. There it is. Okay, okay. Uh, House of Earl says Walmart and Kroger have mask mandates, but they've never stopped me from shopping without one from the beginning. That's very good. Okay, uh, probably uh, the the local... Well, the fact is, there is no law that says you must wear a mask. And, you know, they the the primary problem i've had is other customers <laughs> saying oh no that guy's wearing he's not wearing a mask Oh, he's endangering my life that is you know, people just freak out so i said okay lady you know uh, uh, i'll put a mask on but i'm not covering my nose <laughs> i'm not rebreathing my own stale air anyway so this is the challenge we have uh, but uh, for how many more years is this going to go on? I hope no more than two or three years. I hope no more than two or three years. Uh, but we have to stand our ground and we 're the ones that have the law on our side, okay so we have to remember that we have the law on our side so also we 're go- so as we go through the various uh okay the the various cities of the uh, seven churches of the book of revelation I'll post the links that we're going to be using uh on the, this program okay and so this is Ephesus Ephesus I am back now okay very good yes, yes. and uh so we're going to start by uh, talking about the seven churches in general. Michael will read that section. And then we're going to uh, dwell on the city of Ephesus, where the Apostle John was actually the bishop in the later part of his life. He be- he became the bishop of the city of Ephesus, which is... Now, of course, the, the book of Revelation says the seven churches. But in reality, it should be seven ecclesia or seven congregations, because there were no denominational churches at this time. There was emerging Christianity. That's what it was. It was emerging Christianity among the Israelites to the extent that Christianity was organized. It was organized very locally in these various, uh, these are only seven of the many cities of the Middle East, that had uh, Israelite congregations that were just beginning to understand Christianity. And uh, that took a while, that took a couple of hundred years for many of these communities to really understand what the apostles had written, and especially what Paul was trying to explain to them. So with that as an introduction, I'll turn it over to you, Michael, and uh, let's, let's get going. And I, just a question: You said yeah. we have now seven
1: different churches or church, church ages. How many of them are in manufactured um, cities that you can you can find in his history? We know yes. uh, how many of them are are manufactured cities because Laodicea is not. That's really not in city. I have not heard about any city. Maybe New oh, York. Oh, okay. Well, actually,
0: but, actually, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, there there was a city called Laodicea uh, historically. Yeah, but all these cities uh, are literal cities. They actually existed in the days that Yahshua uh, walked the earth. But they're also symbolic of future uh, ages, future time periods where Israelites uh, the are, uh, let's put it this way, our religion goes through transformations, goes through changes. And these changes are pretty much endemic throughout you know the Israelite community; those uh, Israelites who become Christians, and so we'll explain that as we go along. so it's very interesting that the problems uh, associated with these particular congregations become uh, endemic throughout Christianity at certain periods of history. Okay, so okay, so uh, char- starting at page eight of the document here, the uh, seven churches, ecclesia or congregations of Israel. It's important the word church is a bad translation. It should be congregation or assembly. That's the, the proper interpretation. Okay, back to you.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's that's made, also, it fits more better. Otherwise, you believe it's, it's a building, something, a right. building. <laughs> right, or a
0: Catholic church, or a Protestant church, or something like that, right? Nothing of the kind. These are congregations of Israelites. That's what these yeah. words mean. Yeah, very good. Very okay. good. Okay
1: then I can start up in the bottom page of page number eight. Yes. Uh, so that is the seven churches, Ecclesia, or Congregations of Israelites. Um, another major subplot of the Revelation is the story of the seven churches. As with most biblical allegory, these stories can be interpreted as moral stories, as actual historical events, or as prophetic guidance um, to future events. In reality, a particular Bible story can be relevant in all three ways, often with particular individual in biblical and in, in Bible history, uh, pantamounting um, in his or her personal life, what will occur to a future empire on a much vaster scale. A perfect example of this is how In the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon went insane for a period of seven years, finally to recover. This episode of his personal life represented the first seven beasts of the apocalypse uh, listing above, culminating in the rebirth recovery of his own empire,
0: Babylon to 8b okay so let me just interject here uh, King Nebuchadnezzar went crazy for seven years and he was the ruler of Babylon and uh, he was actually uh, on all fours acting like I forget what it was acting like a dog or, or, or a lion or I forget what he was uh, acting like so he uh, was in a, a subhuman state for seven years, finally recovered and became uh, king of Babylon again, at which point he actually acknowledged Yahweh as the God of all. Okay, So we have a similar situation here in the book of Revelation. We have seven beasts. So his personal allegory, or his personal pantomime, which was a real historical event, uh, represents also the seven beasts of the book of Revelation and the rebirth of mystery Babylon, okay? Which uh, we know is the Rothschild banking family world empire, okay? So that that goes actually back to the book of Revelation. So this uh, episode in the life of King Nebuchadnezzar is a foretelling, really, uh, of the episode of the seventh, seven beasts and the final beast, the eighth beast, the house of Rothschild. So back to you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because weren't they told that Nebuchadnezzar would be like he did graze like an animal? They walked right. the all his legs exactly. and eating, yes, and eating did... grass. eating grass, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he mm-hmm. did get very long nails, also, I remember. When right, right,
0: yeah. That'll happen to you if you don't trim your nails for seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, so you wonder what, what, what his uh, assistants were doing while he was going through this stage, while somebody else had to rule the kingdom, right? Whoever the second in command was had to make the decisions. All right, back to you.
1: Yeah, and isn't it is this the same as we see when we read this description of Daniel, when he's describing this tree that will be cut down, but you're putting those iron, iron, what do you say iron, iron, rings iron band,
0: in. an iron band, right?
1: Yeah, is this around the same around a
0: tree stump? Around a tree stump, that also is a prophetic event because there's a little shoot on the side of the tree stump that re-emerges, meaning that Babylon will be reborn, and here yeah. we are.
1: Yes, it's, it's the same as this to see this with us with Nebuchadnezzar, this um, this rebirth of his own empire. Is that is kind of is that the same but different way to describing it?
0: Yes, and uh, let me just point out here that within identity, this is pretty much well understood. Uh, Bertrand Camperay taught that the uh, kingdom of Babylon would be reborn. Uh, as far as mainstream theologians are concerned, they understand that that these both of these events are prophetic and that Babylon would be reborn but they don't identify who the eighth beast is they simply have no clue who the eighth beast is compare was close but he called it the united nations and or communism which is of course controlled by the jews and the rothschilds so there's no doubt about that but we'll get into the exact interpretation as we go along here okay Okay,
1: let's continue then. So, Daniel told him, Nebuchadnezzar, that his empire will be defeated, but would afterward be reborn. John tells us that one of the first five beasts will be reborn as the eight beast. He also tells us that, quote, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, end quote. It is fallen twice, in order to fall twice, it has to have died and been reborn. And indeed, the inspiration of and the spiritual power behind the House of Rothschild's One World Government is the Babylonian Talmud. The very same, quote, traditions of the elders, end quote, which Jesus Christ um, thoroughly uh, uh, through roughly condemns in all four gospels. Um, don't forget that the Babylonian priesthood in Yeshua's days also were the very moneylenders that he drove out of the temple. Those money lenders today re- rule the world. Oh yes indeed. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, and and the interesting thing about this is that so few people understand that the moneylenders rule the world. They actually believe that presidents, (laughs) that presidents and kings and nations rule themselves. No, they don't. They're ruled by the moneylenders.
1: Uh, If they try to rule by themselves, I guess they get a a bullet in their head or something like that. Right,
0: a bullet in the head or their uh, their wife has a, a car accident or a plane crash, right? <laughs> right? They, they get the message really quick. Oh, yeah, especially when it comes to
1: money and try to change their mm-hmm. money system.
0: Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, every single president that's ever been assassinated, every American president that's been assassinated was assassinated shortly after making a statement about how the bankers are too powerful okay that will yeah. give you an idea of how they rule
1: oh yeah yeah you don't that's uh, power you don't want to speak about you that's no.
0: people <laughs> we can speak about it here on Eurofolk folk radio because we're, we're just a mosquito buzzing around the head of the Rothschilds. <laughs> yeah. Makes them annoyed, I guess. Yeah, right. We're annoying the hell out of them. <laughs> the, the more the better, right?
1: Good. I hope we can, we can be a wasp soon. <laughs> okay. Most people have believed the lie that Judaism is based on the teachings of the Old Testament. But this is not true. The origins of Judaism dates back no future than the cult of the Pharisees. Although the pagan religion of old Babylon never died, its practices were kept alive throughout the Middle East by various pagan traditions. The Idumean sect, known as the Pharisees of Judaism, grafted these Babylonian traditions onto the teachings of Moses. That's right.
0: And that's this grafting onto the teachings of Moses is called Judaism. Judaism is not the teachings of the Old Testament at all. It is their interpretation, and they pretend to be Israelites, so they have the entire world fooled into believing that they, the Jews, are the Israelites of the Bible, and their religion, the Talmud, is the the religion of the Bible. Neither one is true.
1: Yeah, and was this uh, so? the was the Idumean that did take the take the power in Jerusalem when when they were circumcised by the after they were could right. after they were yeah taken uh, they were overtaken by Hyrcanus. yeah, when yeah. He, King Ezekiel John
0: Hyrcanus. Yeah. John Hyrcanus was a, a bona fide Judahite, full blooded Judahite king of Israel. OK, in Judea, uh, before it became Judea, it was still called Judah. But then when he defeated the Edomites in battle around 125 B.C., he incorporated the Edomites into the nation. You know, it's, it's like so uh, if the Americans made citizens of the Indians that they just made war against, it's a, it would be the same principle, right? And so these Edomites began infiltrating the government, as they always do, (laughs) right? They assassinated uh, a couple of the king's sons. They eventually wound up assassinating Hyrcanus himself. And then they displaced the priesthood, the the Levitical priesthood, and set up their own priesthood called the Pharisees. That's what they always do. They always set up uh, a phony substitute for the original And then the people, having short memories, forget that, hey, wait a minute, these people aren't our people, they're interlopers, they're intruders, they're invaders, they're parasites, but our people don't think that way. Because, uh, you know, they're too uh, brainwashed by, uh, well, yeah, education, so-called education, entertainment, and uh, making money, (laughs) right? That they don't care who rules over them. As long as life is good or they think that life is good, they don't give a damn who's in charge.
1: Yeah and when they wake up and realize oh something is wrong then they gone too far yeah. then they have engraved themselves too deep to be yeah uh, to yeah right. to shake them out
0: The cancer has spread to every part of their body <laughs> then it's too late yes so we've got yeah. the cure, folks. We've got the cure. Uh, Revelation twelve seventeen, those who obey the commandments of Yahweh and obey and, and have the faith of Yahshua, Messiah. That's the only cure for this situation. There is no um, you know, secular solution to this. No, no president. Trump didn't do it. Biden's certainly not going to do it. He's, he's totally working for the beast system. He is, uh, he is their creation by you know, every every manifestation of his political career has been in the service of the Rothschilds. Bottom line, period. Okay, back to you.
1: Yeah, amen to that. That is the only way we can defeat the system. It is by the, the laws, go back to to Yahweh's laws and to have the faith of uh, Yahshua Messiah. Amen. That's what we need to do. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you, you summarized the next, next, uh, next what's said here, this non-Jewish, um, Israelite, thereby distorting the Old Testament. Yeah, that's what they have done. Um, publicity. Uh, the rabbis claims the tradition of Moses. They have been passing themselves off as pious followers of the Torah, but in reality, they are charlatans, um, charlatans, um, charlatans. Yes. Charlatans, yes. Charlatans, yeah. yeah charlatans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, charlatans, yeah, yeah, charlatans yeah, yeah, of the most uh, perverse kind. Yeah, that's what you see when I look, I sometimes, I think I look sometimes at the Jewish uh, rabbi and then say, oh, the Torah, and then they have those scrolls and then <laughs> yeah, go back right. and forth in them. <laughs> they but probably never the, even
0: read the Torah. <laughs> they just read the Talmud.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, that's their their holy book that they read. And that is still, I, I believe, that is still under development,
0: this Talmud. I oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they make up new verses every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, amongst themselves and in their Talmud and in their in house publications, they admit that their teachings are Babylonian. In other words, Judaism is not unadulterated Moses. It is Moses interpreted through the uh, corrupt, corrupted by the Babylonian Talmud. Yeah, they have mingled it together, I guess it's nothing of the of the of Moses traditions is left there. It's only their their tradition of men it is there. They have turned everything upside down.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I guess they do some of the stuff to be like you have to do some of the stuff correct to be able to to keep the the scam going, otherwise people will start to realize realize they're scam. So they have they do some of the rituals I guess not correct, maybe, but they won't have yeah. that that in a away.
0: Yeah, and when the rabbis take the yarmulkes off and uh, dress in normal clothes and go out to a restaurant to eat, they have pork chops.
1: Oh, so biblical biblical yeah. food, I have.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I reported uh, on uh, I think when Paul and I were doing uh, fake news. Now we did a, a story about how certain rabbis invested in a, a butcher shop that sold pork, right? So one way or another, they will make money <laughs> off, off of pork, right? Okay, back to you. Yeah, okay.
1: As such, um, Judaism is no more biblical than Germany's Hebrew, although the German language borrows about one-third of its words from the Hebrew, the Hebrew hidden in the German language is unrecognizable to most people. Yeah, I guess "school"
0: "schule" is Schul, like right, that. right. Yeah, and in Swedish yeah, okay. it is kubla, yeah. so it's also very close. Right. Uh, the word "camel" comes from the Hebrew word "gamel," just change the G to a C. Mm-hmm. All, there's all kinds of words from the Hebrew that are still extant in English and German.
1: Yes. Um, in like manner.
0: The Old Testament teachings can
1: hardly be recognized in the Talmud because the Talmud was created by and for the exclusive benefits of the parasitic sects of rabbis. Mm -hmm. Under the cover of the Torah scroll is hidden a a poisonous serpent. That serpent is Judaism. And its modern political expression is Zionism. This is the beast that has deceived the whole world. In describing the rabbis who promote the religion of the Pharisees, Yeshua says this, quote, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, um, for ye are like unto uh, withered um, sepulchres,
0: uh, uh, why did which, why did sepulchers, which means uh, like you're like a bleached blonde, <laughs> so you look pretty on the outside, but back to you,
1: yeah, in the inside, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, yes, exactly as I said, but are within full of dead men's bones and of
0: all uncleanness. That's- Judaism, that's Jesus Christ's opinion of Judaism. Yet the average Christian has no idea what he's talking about here.
1: Yeah, they whitewash themselves.
0: Yeah, right. To look good. Well, now Judea, I mean, Judeo-Christianity is now just as bad. It's, it's full of dead men's bones, lies, deceptions, and uh, fairy tales. If you want to hear fairy tales, go to a Judeo-Christian church.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They say things as everybody can be saved, and that Jesus Christ came, Yeshua came for everybody, and everybody can get salvation. Uh, no, that is for the lost sheep of the house of Israel and house of Judah. Yes, that's who he came for. And that was a quote from Matthew twenty three twenty seven. Few Christians have recognized Christ and denounce, denouncing of them in Matthew chapter twenty three. Uh, Mil-Quetoste uh, uh, Churchianity doesn't like to criticize okay, no, they, I guess they just don't read this one or they spiritualize the verse, I guess that's what they do you uh-huh. either read really it too spiritual or they spiritualize it or they, they the only thing they do is to divert the attention from the true message of the Bible that's the only thing they seem to do
0: yeah, the literal truth they will spiritualize, and the the moral tales they will deny. <laughs> right? Milk toasts, milk toast Christianity. That's what we've got. But yeah, milk, milk toast, toast, milk toast. Uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term, but it's a really bland, uh, you know, breakfast cake. I guess a cake or cookie it's really bland and uh it has no flavor, but nevertheless it fills you up just kind of like toast without butter <laughs> all right back to you
1: uh milk toast that was the word I couldn't pronounce okay, yeah, good. Could you help me here with my pronunciations? My yeah. Swedish pronunciations yeah, can right.
0: Yeah. You must have milk toast in Sweden too, right? I mean, some really bland, uh, f- flavorless <laughs> cookie or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. There is those, those only
1: white white bread. I guess it doesn't taste so much. They yeah, just, no uh, flavor, right? Have
0: no flavor, yeah, yeah. For sure. Unless, you can sometimes taste the chemicals that are in there, though. Right, Wonder Bread. Uh-huh. And butternut bread. Uh, I don't even know if they still make that stuff. It's been so long since I've eaten any of that stuff. Yeah, back to you. Uh, yeah, okay, let's continue. It is only because
1: of the complete ignorance that most people, including the Jewish people, have concerning the true nature of rabbinical uh, Judaism, that they believe there is any similarity between the Old Testament and Judaism. There is none, the only uh, the Talmud and other rabbinical writings, such as the Masoretic edition of the Old Testament, were written to establish the authority of the rabbis over the authority of Jesus Christ
0: that's why they were written, yes, for that purpose,
1: yeah, and there are yeah, and I guess also they say doesn't they also say the rabbis that they are they are Consulting God
0: because uh, the yeah. rabbi is, is, is uh, no, communicating
1: with God no, before something
0: happens. It's the other way around. God consults the rabbis. <laughs> I say, oh, what's your opinion, Mr. Rabbi? Am I doing the right thing here? What should I do? <laughs> uh, that is insane. Yeah, it's insane. But that's
1: Judaism. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Babylonian pagans and Moses- Uh, had been in conflict for um, 1,500 years, uh, just as Judaism has been in conflict with Christianity for 2,000 years. Unfortunately, Christendom has forgotten that this conflict ever existed. Uh, It doesn't even
0: know that the conflict still exists.
1: Yep. No, they've been written out. They have Uh been Judeo-Christians.
0: They have been completely unaware of it. Yep yeah and and they're actually worshiping the Antichrist whenever they support the israeli state they They still don't realize it, yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I can assure you that the rabbis have not forgotten them. the enormous propaganda coup that Judas has pulled off is that it has been able to practice Babylonian paganism while wearing the mask of Moses. One of the lessons thought by the trials and tribulations of the seven churches is how their interpretation of scripture has been tainted by the 11 of the Pharisees and that is from Luke 12 1, and other false teaching that Christ warned us about these churches are both literal churches that existed but I guess congregations we can yes, say that
0: right. congregations, congregations would be the uh, more correct word yes
1: Yeah, that existed during the lifetime of John, and prophetic symbols that characterize the major changes in spirit that we are to go through Christianity until the end of times. Yeah,
0: and by the way, the the last church is the church of the Laodicea, which is the lukewarm church. It's so lukewarm that uh, Jesus vomits her out of his mouth. That describes modern Judeo-Christianity, okay? Yeah, it's kind of like that milk toast, <laughs> right? That we were talking about earlier. Back to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, just when just imagine when Yeshua comes back and sees that they they think oh. that everybody is saved and oh we did marvelous works in your name by doing by going to Africa by going and try to evangelize the heathens. Well, that's lukewarm, and he will just spew you out, and you would probably be pretty, and then we probably be pretty. Yeah, I don't know how they react to that.
0: Mm-hmm. So but he won't he won't be happy with that. No. No. No, he's uh, he's getting angrier by the moment with people who think they who call themselves Christians. Mhm.
1: Think they are and they are condemning the one that really tried to tell them the truth and Amen. thinking that we are from I don't know, they believe we are from Satan. I don't know what they believe about
0: us. Yeah, well, uh, well, you mean concerning Christian identity? Yeah, they think we're we're, we're nuts. <laughs> we're, we're nuts for criticizing the Jews, right? Because the Jews are God's chosen. No, they are not. Get it through your thick skulls. The Jews are imposters. Yes. If you learn yes. that, you will begin to understand the Bible. Back to you. Yeah, that's the who is who in the zoo. That's yeah, what you need right. to realize. <laughs> I like that. Who is who in the zoo? It's a Jew zoo, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then the Bible makes more sense. You start to understand it. Otherwise, or you can't understand it. And there were never any Jewish kings upon the thrones in Europe. Never, that's right? Been be and then they have those some of those Judeo Christian pastors here in Sweden that says that no, they were Jewish that came to the England. No, mm-hmm. not a single one has sat on the throne in Europe. Period.
0: Okay, okay, I see we're getting ready to actually address the verses. So, what I'll do, uh, keep reading uh, from the article, I will get up East Sword and I will actually read the verses that are being discussed here as we get into the description and analysis of these verses. So back to you.
1: Yes, and those we have first the name of the churches and then in uh, we have the, the what do you say what they mean, but that is from that's basically from the strong concordance that we have got to do um, how how they are interpreted uh, into yes. the meaning. It's the Greek word that's and then into yeah, English, what one of the meaning is. So this is right. what the Bible student also need to have a concordance beside their sides to check up what the words mean, like heathen, whatever you try to use, and then doesn't look that it is ethnos. That yeah. is the word eth. So this is so important.
0: Otherwise, you miss the, the whole meaning of the of the verses. Right. You know, ethnos is uh, by Strong's concordance. The definition is race, comma, nation. Okay, some people feel that the word race is uh, inappropriate, but uh, that's what Strong says. Okay, and there are interpreters uh, uh, like the Jerusalem Bible, which uses the word race appropriately because it is talking in several places, many places, about the race of Israel, the race of of Adam. Okay, it's clearly talking about that particular race, but I think a lot of uh, people who eschew the word race and say it's inappropriate while they don't believe in the the races, you know, black, white, uh, oriental, etc. They're multiculturalists who believe there's only one human race, right? There's not several races. Of course, that's wrong, okay? So, uh, those people who don't want to use the word race are typically multiculturalists who deny the reality of race, okay? It's, again, it's denial, Okay, unfortunately, most of modern Christianity is denial of reality. Back to you. Yes, and ignorance.
1: And ignorance, uh, yes. It is out there. It is out there. Okay, sort of digressing a bit now. Now I will start. So we first have um, Ephesus, and that is desirable. And that has the span from 30 to 64 AD.
0: We have Smyrna. Okay. Uh, let me clarify here. so Ephesus uh, is a literal city In, uh, most of these are on the within what today is known as Turkey or the Levant and the uh, the dates given here are approximate, although sometimes they're very exact as to when this uh, prophetic or uh, interpretive uh, the the uh, metaphorical uh, era, uh, uh, lasted, okay? Obviously, the city of Ephesus still exists, but the the, the dates given are uh, prophetic, okay? So the dates given here, uh, the, the cities are literal, but the dates given are prophetic. Back to you.
1: Yes, thank you for the clarification. So, okay. then we have Smyrna. that is bitterness. Mm. That is before to 313 A.D., we have Pergamos, Elevation, uh, 313 to 529 A.D. Um, Thetaria, Acceptable Offering, that is for 529 to 1529 A.D. We have Sardis, that is Remnant, from 1529 until 1789. Number six is then Philadelphia, brotherly love. That is 1789 until 1914. And then finally, number seven, Laodicea. That is layman's churches. That is 1914 until Judgment Day.
0: Okay, I had a lot of difficulty interpreting the word Laodicea. Uh, but generally, I've come to the conclusion that what it means is that every Christian pretty much has his or her own interpretation of the Bible, uh, does not really understand the Bible, and therefore have a, have a kind of a vague notion of what Christianity is, and that, that's their practice. It's a very vague practice. Uh, many of them eschew the law, you know, they're antinomians. Many of them uh, declare that the Old Testament is not relevant because of that evil God, Yahweh, that instructed the Israelites to destroy the Canaanites, right? No loving God would do that. Would Jesus do that? Yes, he would. Because he says, I and the Father are one. But I digress. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, and I did look also in the um, in the in the strong concordance at the words, and then also they have a different, uh, I guess, a different pronunciation of them in the, the scriptures when they said that it is um, lao Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's Let's a Greek speak. word, so yeah, you know, it's uh it, it transposed into English, so uh, it probably is pronounced differently by the Greeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I, I like how you also described it, that is the how, some, what do you say, how everybody interprets the Bible to mean for them. That's it's right. Their interpretations, how it means for them, like only reading New Testament, and only reading yeah. that, and believing that the law is done away with, and blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the Church of Personal Prosperity. What can God do for me? <laughs> right? So, well, how can I serve Yahweh? No, it's, what can God do for me? I need a few thousand, God. Uh, please deliver. <laughs> right? And that's basically what Joel Osteen teaches. And all these prosperity gospel preachers, you know, you, you pray to Joel Osteen and God will give you money. Or, or no, you buy Joel Osteen's books and God will make you prosperous. That's basically the message. Right? No, it has nothing to do with it. It's about we Israelites, the quote-unquote church, the Ecclesia, living together as one prosperous unit. That's That's true prosperity. That's how prosperity was created in the Old Testament. That's how prosperity was created in the early days of Christianity. And that's how we're supposed to do it. We're not supposed to invest in jew corporations to become personally rich, but that's what our people do It's craziness, but that's reality today back to you
1: yeah its own on the in, in uh, that the uh, owner for the person itself the in, individual that is what it's all about today that's right not personal
0: not, uh, Right, the gospel of personal salvation. I mean myself, the national message has become totally lost in modern Judeo-Christianity. All right.
1: Yeah, I really understand why Yahshua says that, will I find faith when I come back to earth? (laughs) Very little, right? (laughs) Very little, unfortunately. People today, they run off to take this vaccine. They run off to, and they, and they just they run immediately when the bells ring and the, the sex and rock and roll and they run after it. Yep. They run after they the use all the time. My goodness. Yeah. Okay. I digress. Sorry. <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Um, now we have the apocalypse. The uh, apocalyptic of history in outline. So now we have. Uh, so at this point, it is recommended that the reader should open the Bible to the Apocalypse Revelation and read both this document and the Bible side by side. So I guess you will read the verses then. Yes, from, right. Uh, so then I and then I should read the commentation yeah. the commentary yeah. on them.
0: Well, okay. Uh, the descriptions, uh, some of its analysis, but mainly description. So read the description of verses one and three, and then I will read them. Okay. Um, So this is chapter 1, the
1: Magnificent uh, uh, sevens, Announcements of the prophecies
0: and a blessing upon those who read and hear them. Okay, so that's Revelation verses 1 through 3. The revelation of Jesus Christ or Yahshua Messiah, which God, Theos, gave unto him to show unto his servants a very important word there, servants. Doulos, we're supposed to be servants, not beggars, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So, this is prophecy. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. John was a very good servant. Verse 2, Who bear record of the word of Theos and of the testimony of Yahshua Messiah and of all things that he saw. So that's what this this is, the testimony. What he wrote here, the entire book of Revelation, is his writing down of the visions he was receiving from the angel, verse which was actually Jesus Christ. Blessed is he that readeth And they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So, in other words, take this very, very seriously. Do your utmost to understand what is being written here, because it pertains to your salvation, personal and national. Back to you.
1: Yes. Okay, so now we have the comments for verses four until seven. John's greetings to the seven churches or congregations in Asia Minor. In the name of Jesus Christ to a kingdom of, uh, quote, kings and priests, end quote, this kingdom of kings and priests is not a um, um, hierarchical.
0: Hierarchy in English. A hierarchy being, you know, a top-down structure where you have in the Catholic Church the Pope, arch. Uh, what's the next one? Cardinals. Pope, cardinals, archbishops, bishops. Uh, you know, local precincts, for lack of a better. You know, and then down to the priests. So that's a hierarchical organization. Uh, it's not like that with uh, Israel. We have one intercessor. Yahshua Messiah. He's the one we answer to. We don't answer to any human priest of any kind. They have nothing to tell us. They have, They can't do anything for us uh, unless, if they're doing their jobs correctly, they help us to understand Scripture, which you're not going to find in a Catholic church. Okay? Back to you.
1: Yeah, thank And I guess also, this is also very typical of the system we live under today. It's a very centralized system, also very hierarchical. Yeah, sorry, I cannot pronounce it now, apparently. <laughs> hierarchical, <But> that, right? <laughs> hierarchical. Yeah. yeah. So all the systems are in the world like this. It's That's always right. one on the top that should say to everybody else, do this, do this, do this. Yeah, but wear your face mask, is, get your shot. Yeah. That that's what they try to, that's how, yeah, exactly. That's what they try to tell you and tell you whatever more garbage they put out. But that's very un, un-Israelite rulership. I guess that is more a Jewish invention. Yeah, there you go. It's Judaism. Yep. Yeah, top-down, top-down top structure. They think they can have everything in line with their satanic worldview.
0: Yeah, well, and their particular hierarchy is the Rothschild banking family. The various branch banks uh, and organize, you know uh, illegitimate government organizations like the u n the European Union, and then uh, which infiltrate every nation, and then they have their agents who have the ear of the president or chancellor or prime minister of that country telling them what to do, right very top down and then the, the instructions they give these people they give to us. And tell us oh, well, you gotta believe that COVID is a real disease and you and you must follow instructions, you must wear your face mask and go to a hospital and get your shot and blah blah blah. Okay? Total authoritarianism, total dictatorship, nothing for all those out there who believe in democracy, nothing democratic about it at all. It has the illusion of democracy because we have elections. But the Rothschilds choose the candidates of both parties, right? So either mm-hmm. way, we lose; they win. That's the way it's rigged, folks. Okay.
1: Yeah, there is some Swedish word for for that that is, they said. What they call it? Uh, Democracy—that is like the illusions of a democracy, but it's a dictatorship. It is an a uh, cover-up dictatorship. Yeah,
0: the illusion of the, the the world is under the delusion of democracy. Yes, absolutely. That's where we're at. Okay, yes. uh, I, I, I forgot where you left off.
1: In the, <laughs> I will sorry. in the sentence. Uh, I continue. Yeah, it is God's people enforcing His law with His blessings. It is the coming fulfillment of Jeremiah 31, 31 until 35.
0: Okay, so let me go to Revelation and uh, Jeremiah 31. These verses uh, are very, very critical because they're very, very specific. Yeah, if you want to go there, uh, but let me read uh, the, the verses 4 through 7 in Revelation chapter 1. John, to the seven ecclesia that's the word there in the greek ecclesia calling out the called out ones was anybody called other than israel no no Never. to the to the seven groups of now, now here the definition they include a jewish synagogue <laughs> no i'm sorry folks no there were no jews there were only israelites an israelite synagogue maybe or they say a christian community of members on earth or saints in heaven or both assembly okay so that is a meeting it, had, it doesn't now it says church here at the very last for which a lot of people think that it's going to be a brick and mortar or wooden uh, church with a steeple no it's it's a reference to the called out ones the ecclesia of israel which are in Asia, and Asia at that point meant pretty much Turkey and points east, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Okay, well, Yahshua did walk the earth. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he is going to come again. So that's who he's referring to. Uh, Yahshua is dictating these words to John as references to himself. And from the seven spirits, which are before his throne. For whatever reason, Yahweh has decided to divide reality into seven spheres or seven planes, whatever you want to call them. That's why we have all of these sevens in the book of Revelation and elsewhere. So he has decided to uh, use the number seven to divide up the reality that we live in. Verse five And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and first begotten of the dead, he is the first one to rise from the dead, and the prince of kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's past tense. Okay? Because the the sacrifice at Calvary only cleansed us of our past sins. It did not cleanse us of any future sins we might commit. We are still liable, we still have to pay the price for those or repent of them that that we might not have to pay the price for those. Okay? Paul says uh, we no longer have the sacrifices to fall back on for our sins. Now we are held personally accountable for our personal sins. Verse six, and hath made us kings and priests. Now, Michael, who in the Old Testament was referred to as a kingdom of priests, it
1: was our people, Israel,
0: Israel, yes, Israel, and also House of Judah, okay. so both of them. So when he says, and hath made us kings and priests, is he referring to everybody in the world?
1: No, the house of Israel and the house of Judah.
0: Amen, that's it. And that's, uh, I see you're ready. (laughs) Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. Now clouds here can be taken both literally and figuratively, That is, you know, when uh, you see uh, uh, thousands and millions of people gathered together in one place, it looks like a cloud from far away. But see, he's talking, he cometh with clouds of witnesses, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him. Which means the Jews are going to see him too. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail. The vast majority of people on the earth are going to be wailing and screaming and crying, Oh no, all this business, all these prophecies about judgment are real. (laughs) We didn't believe it, but here it is. So, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail to beat the breast in grief, is what copto means. Because of him, Oh no, he's coming. Wow! I didn't want to believe it, but here it is. Even so! Amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. And uh, the the Gospel of John starts out by saying the world was created through the uh, intermediacy of Jesus the Christ, Yahshua the Messiah. He's the one who created this earth, this physical earth, as the the only begotten Son of God. saith? Uh, let me repeat, A- Alpha, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. I start things and I finish them. Saith Yahweh, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Over to you.
1: Yeah, I'm into that. There you have it. There is it. Also, as you... If you think about how people are today, they are really testing his laws also. They test Yahweh's law always. They, For example, we say to them, don't eat pork, and then they yeah. eat it. Hey, nothing happens. Well, that that's what I would say. That is testing him. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's so good to do, do this testing of him always and try to to see if something happens. Well, it's testing him. He doesn't like to be tested.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. And well, like- I mean, yeah, uh, well, uh, like the big pharma. You know they take claim that vaccines are safe and effective. Well, they have never done any follow up studies as to the safety and effectiveness of any vaccine. Never. So they are held unaccountable. But we have to account for every move we make. Because they have authority right now. They yeah. do. Uh, they they do. Unfortunately, they do, and we have to deal with it. Okay. Do you have uh, Jeremiah thirty one? Or should, yes. should
1: I? Yeah, go ahead. I have, and then until 35, I guess I would yes. read. Right. I would read from the scriptures. So it's a bit, I think it's a good translation. Yes. So, see, the days are coming, declares Yahweh, when I shall make a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Yehudah. Not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day when I strengthened their hand to bring them out of the land of Mithraim. And that is Egypt, Mm -hmm. my covenant, which they broke through. I was a husband to them, declares Yahweh. For this is the covenant I shall make with the house of Israel after those days, declares Yahweh, I shall put my Torah in their inward parts and write in their hearts, and I shall be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall they teach, each one his neighbor, and each one his brother, saying, Know Yahweh, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares Yahweh. For I shall forgive their crookedness, and remember their sin no more. Crookedness. (laughs) Right, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Sorry. 35 also now, the last term. Thus said Yahweh, who give the sun for a light by day, and the laws of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who stirs up the sea and its
0: waves roar. Yahweh of hosts is his name. Okay. So, as long as the sun, moon, and stars exist in the sky the house of Judah and house of Israel will exist. And the only, only these two houses, namely the house of Jacob, is being talked about here in any of these passages. So there is no way you can universalize this language, which is very, very specific to the house of Judah and house of Israel, the, the kingdom of priests, the covenant people, and universalize the message to other peoples of the world you just can't but this is what the churches do back to you yeah and that
1: will make um, Mm -hmm. yeshua very upset oh yeah
0: (laughs) he's gonna be very angry yep
1: yeah okay should we continue with verse number eight in the description and then you read verse number eight yes
0: oh okay okay. i actually read it already okay yeah but go ahead
1: yeah I read that, and I also read in verse 9 until 10. I read that description yeah. as well, then. Yes. Okay, so verse number 8, quote, Alpha and Omega, end quote. Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is the initiator and ender of
0: ages, i.e. creator and destroyer. Yes, he initiates and he ends. He creates and destroys, yes. He has that power. Yeah,
1: yeah he he knows us before we were born. So that's, that's right. Yeah. He did, and he also knows the end of everything, so he that's why he placed us here, placed me in this nation, this communist black nation yeah. of Sweden.
0: Right? So, communist. yeah. But most Swedes don't even know it's communist. No, they like it. Instead, yeah, oh, right. they like to have Yeah, they get, have they get bennies, they get free health care <laughs> by a yeah, you know who <laughs> Right? Yeah, by, the, by Wallenberg and his
1: co-host, the yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and verse 9 until 10 then. John, in the spirit, warns us of tribulation ahead.
0: Okay, so let me go there. So, uh, vision of the Son of Man. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, flips us pressure Anguish, burden, persecution, tribulation, trouble, okay? So Christianity, throughout its entire history, has hardly had a moment of peace. Because we've always been under attack by the parasites. And very often by our own people and by other races, tribes, and religions. They just will not leave us alone, they simply will not leave us alone. We are always under attack. Christianity is the only religion that has always been under attack. Most of these other religions exist on their own. And, you know, well, if had uh, between Hinduism and Islam, there's been a lot of strife and conflict, mostly initiated by Islam. Okay? But Christianity has been under attack by all these other religions. They simply will not leave us alone. And that's the problem we have. Nobody will leave us alone. They all want what we've got. Back to you. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm still reading. (laughs) Okay. All right. Tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos. For the word of God, and this is a historical statement, I, John, am writing these things on the Isle of Patmos, and for the testimony of Yahshua Messiah, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, okay, Uh, I'm not sure, I got lost as to where we are in the document Oh, the seven literal churches. Okay, let me just finish that uh, because, uh, you know, I think what we'll do, uh, I'll just have you read uh, the descriptions of the verses because there's not, not that many of them. And then I'll pick it up from there. So I'll read verse 11, okay, which says, Saying, I am Alpha Omega and the first and the last and what thou seest write in a book. And send it unto the seven churches, or seven uh, assemblies, which are in Asia Minor: unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Okay, so these are the seven literal congregations that were in existence historically then, and many of these places are still in existence today as literal places, but they're not fulfilling any prophecies about us. So, okay, go ahead, give us a description for the rest of chapter one, please.
1: Yeah, so just uh, all those cities that you mentioned here, now those assemblies, they did then exist as they are in existed in Asia Minor, i.e. Yes. the um, Turkey, I guess, the Turkey region. Yes. Okay. Good. Let's continue then. I will read the description of the Romanian verses then. Yes. So verse 12 until 15. Seven golden candlesticks, lampstands. These seven churches are now described as um, prophetic examples of eras to come. Verse 16 until 19. Seven stars, the angels who rules over these ages. Verse 20. Seven stars and seven, seven candlesticks, lampstands defined. The stars are the angels that rule over these churches, and the lampstands are the churches.
0: Okay, so, and there's again, there's seven. The original um, menorah of Israel had seven positions. Okay, uh, but the Jewish menorah now has nine. The Jews simply can't leave stuff alone. They have to take what Yahweh creates and distort it for themselves. That's how Judaism works, folks. All right? So, verse 12, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Seven. Why? Well, because there are seven churches or assemblies being addressed here. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the son of man. Son of man is the expression used in the Old Testament for meaning son of Adam. And here the Greek word for man is anthropos. The countenance, man-faced, that is a human being. No, it's an Adamite. Son of Adam, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps, with a golden girdle, so there's kind of a cummerbund. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as the flame of fire. Yeah, he's very intense. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Because why? He's, he's living in another dimension, He exists in that dimension. He can see us, but we can't see him, although some of us occasionally catch glimpses. Verse 16, And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Well, truth is a two-edged sword, right? You speak the truth, but sometimes you catch yourself in a lie, right? So, But that's truth, folks. Truth, Cuts both ways, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Okay, he is our son, really. Verse 17 And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. He's stressing that he is the beginning and the ending of ages. Verse 18 I am he that liveth, and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have had the keys of hell and of death. Okay? Uh, Please, uh, don't unlock that for us. Unlock it for the tares. When the time comes, verse 19, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. And the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, or the seven congregations. And the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven congregations. Okay? So the symbolism, for the most part, is self-explanatory. But the prophecies have to be analyzed and figured out. And the prophecies are not that easy. You have to do a historical survey to find out how these congregations work out their future. Okay? So I tell you what, at this point, uh, let's switch places. I will read the, uh, the, the document, and then I'll let you read the Revelation and, you know, I'll, I'll comment as we go along. So let me uh, go to the uh, the document here. These are the first four congregations. And I need to scroll down here. Why won't it scroll down? I've got to find the uh, cursor. Page 10. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. First four churches verses 1 through 7, the church of Ephesus, meaning desirable, that's what the word Ephesus means, the early congregation, 30 to 64 AD. This is a loosely organized church in which the leaders are true shepherds interested only in serving the flock. The Nicolaitanes are condemned as a hierarchical mutation of this congregation, which seeks to roll over the flock rather than serve it. Okay, we came across the word servant already, so we have two different views of what what people call a church, and one is uh, the the people uh, themselves, the congregation, and then there somebody comes along a Nicolaitan... who assumes authority. Uh, we talked about Marcion a couple of weeks. He was right? He was a Nicolaitan. He was an imposter. He was assuming authority that he didn't had have, and he was expecting people to follow him. Okay? So Marcion is one uh, the one of the first Nicolaitanes, but the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, became the first Nicolaitan church assuming authority it didn't have because why because it was there may have been israelites among them but they were not there to serve the people they were there to to rule over israel of their own authority and not by the word of yahweh back to you okay oh uh, i'm sorry uh, do you have the um the you you have the what the uh the scriptures yeah you? if you yeah. want I read from that one, so yeah. yeah read, so go ahead, yeah. So read the scriptures, verses one through seven, and then I'll see if I need to comment any further as you read.
1: Yeah, very good. This because okay. the time, the time, time. Would you say the time lapse when this Martian lived was during this this ages. So this yes. is clearly one of those those warnings that that um, Yahshua is then doing toward those persons, follow me or I will curse you, whatever they say, those people that want to be kind of have authority, non-authority, because that is not the way that we operate. That is not how we should do. We should, uh, if we disagree on verses, we can sit down in our groups and discuss where we are wrong. But not say, this is how you should think. And that is very typical also in Swedish church-growing system. There is a very communistic um, view of uh, um, having this um, people doesn't think for themselves they are told what to think and they doesn't want to change they are, unfortunately, that's how the Swedish churches seem to be, that's my experience oh, with
0: it. Oh yeah, Th- that's how all modern churches are, have become, they have become mm, yeah. just like that, okay, okay. so, uh, alright, so the the era, and we've got about 20 minutes left, the era of the first church Now, uh, these dates I got pretty much from Howard B. Rand in his book, Study in Revelation. Okay? And so what he does in his book, Study in Revelation, is he characterizes the the congregations according to these words. So the first congregation, Ephesus, meaning desirable existed from 30 to 64 AD or you could change it to 33 AD when Yahshua was crucified to 64 AD you know these these dates are not exact but they, they are prophetic in significance okay and so we'll find out that the period of bitterness Smyrna begins in 64 AD I believe with Nero uh that's when the persecutions of the Israelite congregations began, okay, and so uh, so these terms have very specific meanings prophetically. Uh, over to you.
1: Yes, okay. Let's start reading Revelation two one until seven. To the messenger of the assembly of Ephesus, write. He who is holding the seven stars in his right hand who is walking in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, says this.
0: Okay, so, your... so in the midst of the seven golden lampstands, in the midst of the Israel congregations. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Back to you. Yes. I know your
1: works and your labor and your endurance and that you are not able to bear evil uh, ones and have tried those who say they are emissionaries
0: and are not, and have found them false. So like Marcion, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. And other false, false prophets. Prophet. So, uh, I think uh, the reference here is mainly to the, um, you know, all of the, uh, how should I put it? Well, false Christs. There were false Christs already in those days. But uh, those who were trying to merge Greek mythology with the emerging Christianity. There were lots of those people. Marcion was just one of them. Okay, back to you.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, And you have been bearing up and have endurance and have labored
0: for my name's sake and have not
1: become weary.
0: Okay, so they were uh, uh, true Christians. They they were trying their best to serve Christ and uh, they weren't uh two faced about it they were uh they they weren't putting on airs they were just faithfully trying to serve and, and and live out the gospel as they understood them i mean they were sincere they were sincere people that's what Yahshua is telling us that's what john is telling us here back to you
1: but yeah but they have apparently something against them
0: right but i hold this against
1: you that you have left your first love and aligned your mind. What is what have your research come to when you say your first love is that the law okay. of Moses?
0: Well, yeah, that that's a good way of put it. But uh, I refer back to Revelation twelve seventeen, where it says those who those Israelites who obey the commandments of God and have the faith of Yahshua Messiah. So somehow they are deviating, and I think it's related to the fact that they have among them these false apostles. And so they're listening to these false apostles like Marcion and, and others who, uh, you know, they're, they're very numerous. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the names of some of the others. I just can't think of them offhand, uh, who uh, were pretending to be uh, disciples of Christ. But in this, in this era, the, we're, we're still at the very beginning of Christianity. So the apostles lived at this time. Many of them were killed during this time, but only John lived to write his personal account and to write this gospel about the future. Okay, so uh, uh, James and and uh, and uh, Luke and others, Mark wrote uh, wrote epistles and gospels, and that uh, we're still in this area era where these things are being written and. Uh, Uh, proffered about publicly by them okay so this is the very first uh, church era where john actually lived through this he didn't die until 100 a.d i think the other apostles were all killed or martyred by that time by 64 a.d back to you oh yeah back to you
1: yes Uh, number five then so remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the first work Works, or else I shall come to you speedily and remove your lampstands
0: from its place unless you repent. Okay, all right, so, but here, now your point is proven here. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. Now remember, this is right after the crucifixion, I mean, right afterwards, and do the first works. Those could only be the, the Mosaic Law, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah because what, they didn't um, have anything else.
1: No, and that was also the uh, all the ungodly that um, that the past Israel did that they mm-hmm. did. They put up those calf up to ten northern tribes, and and uh, they did a lot of those idol right. worship that made Yahweh so angry. He threw us out from yeah. His midst.
0: Yeah, yeah, Divorced so. It, Absolutely. So it uh, bears repeating. Our understanding in Christian identity is this: the only difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is that Yahshua came to do away with the sacrifices. He was the last Passover lamb, the very last one, the the one prophesied to come, to forgive the sins of the past sins of Israel, wipe the slate clean and begin a new era of, uh, of innocence. And so I think this, these verses are also telling us that, that, that you're a very sincere and innocent people, Israelites, congregation of Israelites, and uh, I, re- I really appreciate your sincerity, but, but you have forgotten some of the Mosaic law, and you are sinning against that law, and he says, "If you keep doing this, I will judge you quickly back to you yes, yes,
1: okay, number six, yet this you have that you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, yeah, so this gives them good. you hate the, those Nico, Nicol
0: Nicolaitans. yeah Nicolaitans. it's a, uh, again it's Greek. Greek words transfer Greek words have a lot of syllables. <laughs> Right, unlike English, but uh, they had to translate it from the Greek, and so that's what it becomes Nicolaitans. So, Nicolaitase <laughs> in, in, in the Greek, a Nicolait, uh, that is an adherent of Nicolaus. That's what they're claiming. So, Nicolaus apparently was another person like a Marcion who proclaimed himself to be the authority. Listen to me, folks, I know the truth. Wait a minute, who are you? Who are you? You're not Christ. You're not Yahshua. Are you an Israelite even? Okay? So this is a, sta- a broad statement of those impostors, those false Christs who come along, pretend to be the authorities over Israel, and th- th- this is the good part about the, the church here at Ephesus. They rejected, they could see through their lies. They could see through people like Marcian. Back to you.
1: Yes, that is what he said. Yeah, this mm-hmm. you had, that you hate the works, but yeah, the, uh, probably they ate pork, so probably that was his problem. <laughs> that could be, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number seven then. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. To him who overcomes, I shall give to each from the tree of life. Which is in the midst of the paradise of Elohim.
0: Okay, so again, the, the tree of life is symbolic of the bloodline of the Adamic race. Okay, that's yes. what that is. That's the tree of life. Okay, and it does not apply to any other race. And then, of course, the 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 messengers of the bloodline. That the message has devolved unto the children of Israel, the covenant people, and we are the ones still proclaiming it today. We're in fact, we're the only ones proclaiming it. Everybody else has got a false gospel. So, so does your version. You're reading from the scriptures. It it says to the assemblies. That's the word yep. they use. Okay, it says assemblies, not churches. Very good
1: yeah okay. that's a good and then
0: I see an interesting footnote
1: for the uh, to the overcomes they say like this footnote for number a this word and it's noun is used seven times in the book of revelation. the name Israel means to overcome with l amen so on, yeah that's good. they have this exclusive to israel
0: right yeah the more you study the scriptures, the more you find out how exclusive the language really is okay like even the word lost which comes from the greek word apolumi means put away in punishment there was only one group of people that yahweh put away in punishment okay it, it wasn't the, the negroes of africa it wasn't the uh chinamen of china it wasn't the uh eskimos of the, the North. It wasn't the Amerindians. There was only one people of whom that word could possibly apply.
1: Okay? Yeah, but how the the modern-day churches always evade this, they evade those, those very exclusive message instead of doing acrobatic to get away from that truth.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I want to read a couple of comments here because uh, we only have about six minutes left. So... Um, uh, Swamp Fox says, Without the first chapters of Genesis, Revelation would be an insoluble riddle, as indeed it is to those who treat the record of the creation and the fall as myths. Without the last chapters of the Revelation would be a hopeless and heartbreaking record of the failure and doom of the Adamic race. Yeah, because the book of Revelation is still pertains, you see at the very end, it says... Who are the uh, king Who are the uh, the, the city four square? Who is who are the New Jerusalem? Who are the Bride of Christ? Well, it's twelve thousand of the twelve tribes of Israel. They are the Son of Man, Son of Adam, Sons of Adam. So the, the record, the Bible, is exclusively about the Adamic race, and the uh, the baton was handed to the the, the covenant people, the 12 tribes of Israel, but it's still the Adamic race, and that whole situation will be restored eventually to before the fall of Adam and Eve. That's both Paul and Yahshua talk about the great restoration, okay? And and uh, brother Abarr comments. I think Compré said we can piece together much of the Bible's message with just the books of Ezekiel and John. Yeah, well, Ezekiel and and Dan, Dan, Ezekiel and John uh, have very similar visions. Very very similar visions. Okay, and then Swam Fox comments. The Bible may be likened to a beautiful and complex girdle or belt with a corresponding connecting clasp at each end. A cummerbund, when you you go to get married, right? (laughs) One the complement of the other. Do away with either? The girdle is useless as a girdle. So here, Genesis and Revelation are the two clasps of the divine word, which link together and enclose between them in perfection of beauty, and harmony the whole of the scriptures in which God has been pleased to reveal his eternal purpose. Okay, that's a reference to one of the verses that we talked about, the, the girdle, the girdle verse. Yes, the girdle which surrounds us is the Old Testament and the New Testament in their entirety. Well said. Okay. Well said. Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay, and Brother Amir comments about the book of 2nd Esdras, you know, the Apocrypha fill in a lot of the blanks that, uh, you know, because we have to consider, at the very least, we have to consider the Apocrypha as history books that explain especially what happened to the Israelites where the Old Testament leaves off with Malachi, I believe, is the last uh, book, and the Gospel of Matthew, first book of the New Testament, there was roughly 400 years, there's a 400-year gap that is not covered by the canon that we have, but it is very much covered by the Apocrypha, okay? We cannot ignore the Apocrypha, and we cannot ignore the book of Josephus, because Josephus covers that territory, that 400-year hiatus between the Old and the New Testaments that would be otherwise a total mystery to us it's very important literature. back to you
1: yeah, thank, yeah that was something I was thinking about, Eusebius, that, that you and you comment on it, so <laughs> yeah. um, and that also very interesting. We read when I read um, the first book, when I read the description of David, that mm-hmm. was the description they gave that he was white right it was a description given in in Flavius books, and uh, so they are very, yeah they are very
0: intriguing books to read, and I highly recommend them. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and as I said, they fill in a lot of blanks. There's hidden um, details that aren't covered in Scripture. Um, The Book of Jasher fills in a lot of blanks. The Book of Enoch, oh man. Talk about the fallen angels. I mean, you can't get that kind of information anywhere else. Okay, so it relates directly to the seduction of Eve. (laughs) That's spelled out in the book of Eve, uh, book of Enoch. All right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, very, very important stuff. But uh, an excellent, uh, you know, a a kind of figurative explanation by Swamp Fox of you know the girdle about about our the cummerbund around our chests. That's the it. We have to wrap ourselves in scripture.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, and then uh, what I also think about was this with uh, uh, Eusebius. I didn't realize how many revolts it was against David. Do as many revolts that did for David. That's something I realized when I read this, um, yeah, Eusebius' book that describes David's first year that he was persecuted by his own people that rebelled against him. His own, all, all his sons. He had so many sons before Solomon. And those didn't come to power. It was Solomon that was supposed to be his son. And he was, the, the I guess, the last son with Bathsheba. The other one, he had a lot of sons before, but they were just gone. So, uh, dead or he had to, unfortunately, kill them.
0: Yes, yes. Yes, uh, David was fair and ruddy. Fair meaning white-skinned, ruddy meaning rosy-cheeked. All right? Th- that's what that word mean. That's what those words mean. OK, but these words and these verses are utterly excluded from Christianity today by the false Nicolaitan churches. <laughs> all right. OK, well, we're already at the end. I got caught off guard here. So, uh, Michael, thank you. We'll continue to study next week. Thank you all uh, in the chat room for your very great comments and for all you listeners Stay tuned to Your Folk Radio. We got Voice of Christian Israel and we got some uh, studies coming up by brother Eber, I believe, in the gap between the two shows. So thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Thank you, Michael. Praise Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Bye-bye, everybody.